Right Hello everyone, welcome to part two with Bob Butler and the reason it is split up into two parts, the feedback I'm getting is that, you know, 40 minutes is about the length that people want in an episode, so I wasn't going to fly the, all the way to bloody stall and only interview Bub for four minutes, I could fucking tell you that much. So that's why it's two parts, because trying to condense a bloody 40 or 50 year mining career into 40 minutes ain't bloody possible. So I hope you enjoyed part one. Make sure you head to YouTube, subscribe to the Life of Mine YouTube channel, like all the videos, and watch all the highlight videos that I've taken from this episode if you don't want to listen to the full hour 40 video on YouTube. Heaps of commentary of the rock drill videos. Bub takes you through what is going on through his head while he's bloody slamming these holes up the concrete. So... Ah, uh, the other thing is the bloody Podrain patron program. There's some loose yarns with Bub that he provided, and they are available via the patron yarns. So subscribe via the Podbean app, or you can bloody follow the link in the show notes. Uh, heaps of jumbo tutorials, heaps of shit there, and bloody hook in. There's some new shirts coming too. There'll be in a couple of weeks. Go to the Life of Mine shop. I'm pretty much plugging all the shit out of the, this sort of stuff to try and make a bit of coin. Let's be bloody fully transparent. Help a brother out. Right up. Hope you enjoyed part two. Cheers. What What would you say would have been harder to give up? Or predicting with what you do now, harder to give up the rock drill comps, or harder to give up being an air leg miner? Ah. Uh. Because they're, they're both a different, they're both the same sort of, um, yeah. I guess, adrenaline and passion um, in, in both of them. Air legging, air leg minor, like, it's just, you know, I've been on the jumbo for years and air leg and bossing and foreman and all that sort of stuff. Air legging for me is, was my dream when I was a kid. Um, it's still, even Tina goes, now, why do you go back to work on the air leg? I love it. I can honestly say, that every mine I've been to in Australia, where I've been working on the machine and early, didn't matter what job I had, how bad it was, I loved it. It was something that was my passion. I just loved it. Um, yes, I've been clobbered from pillar to post, you know, been very, very lucky. Um, some guys um, aren't so lucky, you know. You get guys that have been killed by a rock that big, um, you know, and out of the blue. Um, so I've been extremely lucky and grateful for that. But the rock drilling side of it, I suppose, because you're competing against all the other air leggers, where on a mine side, all you're doing is going, oh, this guy's earned $300, right, I want to earn four. He's fired three rise cuts, right, um, I'm going to fire four. Um, down at Marvel Lock once, I fired six rise cuts in the same heading for the one shift in 12 hours because they wanted the rise through. It was 12.2 metres. So I just wanted to prove that I could do it. So I did do that. Um, but that doesn't mean you're the best miner. When you go to the rock drilling, that's a different thing altogether. You've got some really good miners that go to the rock drilling comps that aren't very good rock drillers. But they are big dirt breakers in the stopes and that. You know, you would think that the best miners would make the best rock drillers, you know, like... I know that I'm a good miner. I know Colin's a good miner. I know that Ledger Rooney, Brian Park, and, and you know, Steve Fitzroy, rest his soul, um, Bernard Warshart, the same. All those guys over the years. Helen Helen Fitzroy said to say good day oh, too yeah, as well. No, she yeah. messaged me, tell Bubba said to say good day. Yeah, no, Sorry to interrupt you, but I've just didn't she's want a to lovely forget person, that. Yeah. She's a bloody legend. She is. Yeah. Um, and all those people, good miners, you know, they go to these rock drill comps. Um, 
it's just good to catch up with them all. Um, as I said, all these so-called really good miners, um, they have a go at the rock drilling. I think Werner Borchardt maybe won over in Tassie years ago. I'm not too sure. Um, but all of a sudden, the next generation came through, which was us guys, and we realised that speed and strength is going to win it for you. Mainly the speed, but you had to eliminate all your mistakes. You know, it doesn't matter who you're talking to in the rock drilling arena. Even Colin will say the same. If you can eliminate your mistakes, he said, you're in with a big chance because, yeah, we all know that we've, you know, we've got the speed and everything like that and the strength. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a, a part of our daily job that we do. So it's not as if all of a sudden we've turned up and go, oh, how do you use that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. In terms of your process, say in the singles, yep. um, you versus Colin, yep. were, did you have identical processes on how you did every bit or did, was there any differences in the way that you did your singles comps? Um, yes and no. Um, in the early days- In, in terms right, of like real little things. Yeah, no, in, in, no, there's not much difference in the early- um, over the years, I've changed a lot. You know, a lot of things. That, you know, they still change how I go about it. Um, um, setting the machine up, um, just little things where I grab the machine and all that sort of stuff. In the early days in Rosebury, the saddles weren't ground out, so the machines are sitting down like that. Um, so it's very hard to get the steel in. So the Rosebury boys, I think Ronnie Houston started it, and it's another one that's passed away. They laid the machine on the side, so it was like that. So they'd run in, put the steel in, flick the machine, and away they'd go. I couldn't do that because I drew it on the right-hand side of the machine, whereas the other boys drew it on the left. So they could lay the machine down on the gooseneck side where the hoses come in. It sat perfect. Um, so we had to adapt and change to that. Um, I remember one year at Rosebury, um, I sat the machine on the oil bottle, and I've got a feeling I might have won that year. So the next year... They shorten the oil bottles right up um, so that if you sat on the oil bottle, when you went to run with a machine, you drag the hoses and the oil bottle with you. And I've gone, I actually thought, I actually really thought that they'd done it just to piss me off. <laughs> anyway, so I've come over anyway, and this is, and Ronnie Houston, I remember Ronnie Houston was telling me, this is what they've done this year. And I went, oh my God. And Ronnie was the favourite that year. So we was up on the northwest coast at Ronnie's place. And I was trying to, he had a machine in air league there and we spent hours trying to work out how to set it up. And back in those days, um, the water hose coming off the machine was about that long. They had a little tap on them, what they call the Bendigo tap. And um, so I worked out, I could stick that in one part of the gooseneck underneath and the machine would sit perfect. Anyway, Ronnie got bowled out that year. I think he broke twice and he, he just moved his body and they, and and they false started him, which means he was out of the competition. So I got up and won it, sitting it like that. And I think the next year I come back is I took the water taps out, so I couldn't set it up. Ah, oh, trying to piss you off again. Well, I don't know whether <laughs> look, this could have been a, a bit of a conspiracy yeah, theory. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, it was anyway. <laughs> but it didn't matter. It was all, it was all good fun anyway. Um, and then when Colin took over running the rock drill. He got the saddles ground out, which was fair. He got the he got the ratchet, steel ratchet brackets put in, so you you put your forefooter in and you pull it down. That was a Tassie thing. Yeah. West Australia, they said just put them straight in the pipe. So if you ran up and you slipped in West Australia, you could spear yourself. Yeah. I actually ran up and ran into a steel because a guy, I had it sitting out the side and a guy 
come and blew in it and sat it back in straight, and I didn't see him do it. So it hit me right in the rib there, Oof. and it's and it, 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 it cracked a rib and it left a perfect hexagon mark with the hole in the middle. And she's, you know, it really hurt. So Tassie didn't want that dangerous side of things. They had their pipes fixed and you could sit the steel there. So while you're drilling, you could put in your pipe because you'd already run up. So then the next year they come up with a ratchet thing. It sat it in the pipe and you just pulled it down and it just come down by itself. Yeah. And West, Colin took them over to Western Australia. So they adapted the same thing, New South Wales, Queensland. So they all went that way. So Colin got that side of it going. Then they bought the wooden block in to sit the machine on with a little groove cut in it. So everywhere in Australia adapted that and they all had the saddles ground out. So all of a sudden that started becoming quite even. Yep. Yeah, for everyone. And yep. that's and that's the way it should be. If you you know, like if you go to a bike race, um, you're not gonna give the world champion square wheels. Because you're not <laughs> yeah. going to stand a chance, is it? They were trying by oh, the sounds. Well, yeah. I'm not talking about me. I'm just talking about <laughs> yeah, in general. Yeah. 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 What now? The I guess the prize money. Put, I guess put it in. Can you put the prize money you're getting back then with I guess combine the cow cutter and everything. Put that in relation to say what an air leg miner was earning a shift. I guess to translate it into <coughs> into modern terms. Um, how much bloody money was in this whole rock drill circuit? Just for, for say, one weekend that was a good weekend of singles, um, doubles, everything. You could probably, Western Australia, you could probably walk away with singles and doubles. You could probably walk away with three grand for the day. Some Sometimes it could be more. You know, like Marvel Lock had a first prize of four grand a few times. Um, Kalgoorlie, and, yeah, you could walk away. Look, Anywhere from a thousand to probably three thousand dollars, if you had a good day. So that's the day's work, right? Whereas compared to underground, back in those days, it was probably on three or four hundred bucks a shift. Yeah, right. That's you know. That's so you nearly had a you money. nearly had a fortnight's wages in one day, and then without the tax. Yeah. Tax free, obviously. Yeah. And and were many people buying themselves in the cow cutter as well, having a bit of a gamble, or who was that a bit of a? Did you? You said you did it once, but you didn't do it that often. No, I never bought myself that often. I, I bought myself in Gympie once. I bought myself up there because that was one of the drills we were into had no prize money. Yeah. So I thought I'll buy myself a cow cutter, and I, I, and I, I, I end up winning. Why? Why didn't you always buy yourself? Oh, do you look like a bit of a? Is it a bit? You look like a bit of a dick bidding for yourself. Or no, I how just. Does that work? I, I just didn't. I, I just didn't want to buy myself in the cow. I don't know why I didn't. You know, like I was quite confident I could get in the final, and I was quite confident that I could win. If, if, as I said, if I didn't make any mistakes, like as I said, there's twenty drillers. I could probably name off the top of my head if they all got in the grand final and you drew it against them, that if you made a mistake, that they'd beat you. Mm. You know, that's how close it was. I just didn't buy myself in the cow cutter. I just thought it was, you know, everyone always thought that we were there for the money, but it was never about the money. It was, as I said, it was about trying to win the titles. You know, we didn't, Colin will probably tell you the same. He goes somewhere, he doesn't want to go there to come second or third or fourth. If he gets second, third or fourth, he'll take it, the same as me. If we don't do any good, we take it, move on, and move on to the next drill. Um, it's, it's the same as any sport in your life. You're not going to keep winning all the time. And some drills you go to, you don't even make the final 12 because you've made a mistake first up and you've missed out. It's just part of life. But to buy myself in the cow cutter, I never went down that track. I just thought of, if someone wants to buy me, let them put their money up. If they win money, 
Or if I can win for them, good. Yep. Was was what about what was the pressure like when I guess yourself and Colin had the reputation and you rock up and you're like you're in the first round you're like geez do you feel the pressure of like there's an expectation I need I'm going to be in the final did you have any where you I guess you fucked up early and you didn't get to the final or I've I've done that a few times yeah um, it's it's actually quite funny because um, even Colin will probably say the same. Pressure never, ever got to us. Oh, there you go. Um, never, ever got to us. I never, ever had butterflies. I wasn't standing there like this. Um, I tried to stay as calm and as relaxed as I could um, because as soon as you started getting nervy and jumpy and you're standing there thinking, oh, I've got to get the steel in straight away. I've got to slap the bridle down. I've got to pick the machine up like this. Make sure you put it on the run. Make sure you collar properly. No, all your training has already been done. It just um, don't think about nothing until they pull the trigger, and then you haven't got time to think about it. You just got to do it. It's, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, you just have to do it. Some days it works, and some days it doesn't. As I said, we've been luckier than most because a lot of times it's actually worked for us. Yep. What, what was it like those? As you said, those few where you, you bowed out early. Oh, don't worry. Been, especially when you've flown all that way. Yeah, uh, it, was it, you a bit of a bit of a sad, sad trip home, or? Oh, not a sad trip home. Um, you get pissed off, you know. Um, what Colin and I done in the early days, you know, I said to him, "Right, we'll go halves. Doesn't matter who wins, whatever. We'll split everything down the middle. That way, we cover each other all the time. Righto. Anyway." I think I might have won about three or four in a row or something like that. And comes, oh, this is no good. And I go, I don't care, Colin. I don't care. And then he wins, comes back. We've done it that way so to try to help each other out. And it was a good system. Um, even if we went away in a group of four, a lot of times if, just say, if I did win, um, I'd, I'd help the other three out. You know, Colin was obviously one of them. You know, might pay for their motel or something like that. Um, yeah. As I said, it wasn't about the money. It was about um, trying to win the titles but also um, trying to support every rock drill in Australia, which we could because we didn't want it to end. We wanted to keep going. And also, um, it's very hard to explain, but once you're in the mining industry and you get to meet all these people, the rock drilling was their way of catching up. And it was just the best days ever you know you, you talk about stan gilman you got the gilman brothers and all that um ronnie and kenny carr and the ledger Rainey park and all them even though they were fiercely competitive you know they wanted to beat you and you wanted to beat them everyone was friends there's only one rock drill i've ever been to that i've seen a fight um and it was a bit of a shame um and that was at Lavenden. um anywhere else never happens yeah never happens now the we'll talk about I guess how the whole sponsorship side of things work, but the the Castrol team. Oh, did you see yeah. yourselves in the Castrol shirts? How how did that all come about? And was there sponsorship from? Could you get mining companies to do it, or how how did the whole <coughs> process work? Um, I I come from West Australia, back over the eastern states, and I was working up in Woodlawn. Um, a guy that I was in business with in a mining thing and get end up getting me back as a foreman and while I was there he said um, I think he must have approached Castrol to get this Castrol if they want to support a rock drilling team as you see the t-shirts up there I've still got I've still got a, the original Castrol t-shirt inside and that one hanging up there um, 
Anyway, so we flew to Sydney. So there was myself, Steve Thomas, um, Peter Castle. Yeah, I think it was um, – no, I think it, yeah, it was Castles, yeah, and Colin. So we flew up to Sydney. They flew us to Sydney, put us up for the night. Um, we had to meet them the next day. Anyway, they put us up in King's Cross of all places. <laughs> anyway, so – and Clark, he was really pissed off because he organised it all, but they didn't want him to come up. <laughs> right, so the four of us here. So we've gone down – to a coffee shop down there and had some tea and everything like this. Anyway, they had all these uh, martini lists and everything like that and Castles has gone, oh, you want to have a martini? So we decided to have a couple of martinis and a few more drinks and a few more drinks and walked around and had a look at the peep shows and everything like that. And then the next day, we're in the three highest people in the Castrol oil industry in Australia sitting at the big round table with four guys like this because <laughs> we're, we're crook from the piss. Anyway, we couldn't keep our eyes open. After 20 minutes, they said, would you guys love a break? And we're going, oh, yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> anyway, so we went out and had a coffee, but it was all good. So they came up with – they wanted to sponsor us. They come up with that T-shirt design. Um, if you see the team, it's got team – then Castrols and Rock Drill, you see they've made the team and the Rock Drill crumbly like a rock crumbles. Yeah. It was a really good design. So they come up with that. They gave us, I don't know how many T-shirts, probably about like 40 each, um, maybe even more. Um, they agreed. They said, we will sponsor you to the five biggest Rock Drills in Australia. So that was, I think, Rosebury, obviously. Colin didn't have to fly because he was there. Then you got... Uh, Western Australia, which was a Kalgoorlie one. Um, I think it was Coba, Broken Hill and Mount Isa. So that was probably the five biggest. We will pay for your airfares to go there, so we will sponsor you. You have to represent the Castrol team um, and we will give you a bonus of, if you win the singles, you get a $1,000 bonus. Yeah. Doubles, a $1,000 bonus. Four-man teams, a $1,000 bonus, and no push, a $1,000 bonus. So basically, every time we went to a rock drill, we picked up four grand before we even started. Yep. So that was a $1,000 each, and that paid our airfares. And when, when did that start? What, what year was that, did Ooh, you say? 93, 92, yep. 93, something like that, 90. <coughs> anyway, that was really good. And um, then everyone started cracking the shits. They just thought, well, how can we beat this Castrol team? And we're going, what are you talking about? Well, it's not fair. Usually the Castrol team. Hang on a minute. Colin and I drew together. Castles and Tomo drew together. We drew together in the four-man teams. All we've done is put a T-shirt on. <laughs> so it hadn't really changed. You know, and Ian Cameron was in the Castrol team at one stage as well. So it hadn't really changed. It was just these four guys that was wearing a T-shirt. Then all of a sudden, the BP team started. Oh, so there was others. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. there was um, Hillbeck's Heroes from Rosebury. If you see up there, um, that was probably the original first team. You see the ICI shirt up there? Ah, uh, yep, the yellow yeah. one, yep. Yeah, well, we were sponsored by ICI at one stage over in West Australia. I can't think. Who, it was me and Maisie. Who's ICI? ICI Explosives. Oh, right. Now it's, uh, oh, that's Orica. Orica, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So that was ICI back in those days. So before even that started, um, before the Castrol team, ICI, you know, they tab around all the mine sites. Oh, do you just want to wear our T-shirts to myself and Maisie? Oh, yeah, no worries. They didn't sponsor us. They just gave us the T-shirts to yep. me. You know, so, so And it just snowboard. And, and um, then you've got, like, the Broken Hill guys. They had their 
top, uh, sponsor team. Then you yeah. got Cobar, you got the Man Isa boys. All of a sudden, these sponsors started sponsoring these teams because Castrol had this, well, these four guys that was always drilling anyway, yeah. were wearing Castrol shirts. So how long did the Castrol partnership last? Oh, I think for, it went for about. To- I think it went for about four or five years. Um, in the end, they said you're too successful, and I went, oh right, eh? <laughs> they were sick of paying the bonus. <coughs> well, but I'm even like, just getting the flights paid for and everything. That's um, oh, that, but it was for the five. So you you were still fronting the bill for the other ones around. Yes, it was yeah, just yeah. for the five. It was just ones, for the five it? main ones. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. They said it was it was um, too successful um, in the end. Um, we was always a bit successful before that, I thought. Um, but getting back to that Castrol team and them shirts. Every drill we went to, didn't matter what drill we went to, when the drill was over, someone wanted our dirty T-shirts. Oh, right. As did, souvenirs. Yeah. Did, it was just it was just <laughs> unbelievable. It is, it is literally like a bloody NRL game, isn't it? Like a bloody state of origin. That was, that was just <laughs> madness. Did you sign any for them? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, we're not, we weren't that popular. You weren't signing boobs yeah, or anything. They, they, look, they could have taken them home and put a stick through them and burn them at the cross. I don't know, but, you know, like, <laughs> no. Nah. But it was like, it was, as I said, everything back in those days was out of control. It was madness. It was just, um, you can't really explain to everyone. When you see some of the videos, even at Rosebury and Kalgoorlie and, and you know, um, um, Broken Hill and Cobar, you see some of the, the pictures of the crowd there. Especially at Rosebury, you don't see the full extent. Like even at Rosebury, the eight-inch rock drill blocks over the years, they cut the bank away and made all these tiers up the bank, and they're not they're still there now, but you can't see them. But uh, the eight-inch block that was lying this way on top of the others, they had all the winners' names on them yeah. along this bank. And in the end, because obviously it just kept going, <coughs> they, sorry, they had nowhere to put the winners' names, so they made that board. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I'll, uh, now, I want to do some commentary. I want to watch a live. Uh, where you've kindly uh, recorded some videos for me. Oh, I, I was actually, um, I uh, have to thank you for the effort you put in because it's like, oh. it was old school. It was, a, well, was it, a, it was DVD or videos that were put onto DVDs yeah, and, look, and you filmed it with your phone on the telly. I so did. I appreciate um, the effort you put into it. Most of them was Collins um, because he, everywhere he went, he took his camera. So back in those days, it was the beta. Yep. <coughs> and he, in the end, he got someone to try to transfer them over to DVDs for him. Yep. You know, so the quality of some of them aren't real good. But um, I suppose... At least it's better than nothing. It is. No, I'll, I'll, um, I'll be able to – I'm going to put us in the corner of, uh, of these while we, while we do them. Oh, yeah. So I want to – and because I want to, I want you to, I guess, explain as, as you watch it because I see a couple of you in the doubles, I think. It was, I don't know who you were with, but he, I think you went into the old hole or, or something. And oh, you probably, were, yeah. Yeah, and you were yeah. Going, off, yeah. going off a bit about it. So, yeah, um, no, nah, look, I'll, yeah. I'll, uh, so – That's the world titles. Oh yeah, that, that's in the main street of Kalgoorlie in Hannon Street. Yeah, up the top end. So that's not. So that's myself um, drilling uh, with Colin. Um, there's Colin oh, there. So this is the doubles. That's yep. the doubles world titles. That's uh, Peter Castles and Steve Thomas on the other oh, end. Ah, so, oh, so they're on the other. So, end. So yep. they're up the other end. So that's that's the four Castrol guys I was selling about. We both got in. We all got in the grand final of the world championships. Oh, and the doubles against each yes. other. Yeah, yeah. So that's there. So call. So take us through what's. What's going on here with the doubles? So you drill, you drill the first hole. I drill the first hole. So I'm running back now. So what? While I was drilling, because 
I set the hoses up on this side where Colin's running now. While I'm drilling, Colin's allowed to come up, move the block, and he moves the hoses across. So I step over him as I'm running back. So when he goes to run up, he's got a, a clear run. So are you, are you drilling into the same block? block? Yes. So there's two holes in the same block. And um, you, you've both got to get two holes we've, through. We've both got to get two holes through, and you're not allowed to hit the ring at the back, and you're not allowed to hit each other's holes. And so how big's this ring at the back? Well, um, if it's a six-inch block, right, uh, chances are that ring at the back will only have a five-inch diameter hole. Okay, so it's a, like so, a little, so, it's so, right yeah, on the edge. So it's, it's come in at about like 15 mil all the way around. Okay, so and then so you drill out one block, yep. so one hole in each, yep, so, and then you go over to the second one, do yeah, you? Yeah, so basically yeah, when Colin breaks through, or whoever breaks through, you've got to pull the machine out, turn it off, run back and tag the, your, your mate, yep. and, and then he runs up. So I'm up there now against Castles. And you're pretty neck and neck here by the looks. Pretty neck and neck. Um, those SIG 24 machines they used over there, as I said to you, this was a world title, and there was one of those machines, I can't think which one it was now, was always a bit doughy. Um, there wasn't enough air pressure on that day. You see, they, the, sick, the machines are hardly, or they're turning, but they, you need really good air pressure for a SIG 24 to run properly. So is that, because you, yourself and Colin on the videos look so similar, yeah. who's, who's who? Uh, that's Colin he drills on this side of the machine. I, oh. drew, I drill first. You're, you always went first, I, I did you? I always went first, yeah. Um, not that I ever doubted myself about um, going second. I, I went first because you see how we run back and I flick the machine up in the air? Yep. I hit the tape and, and, and put the machine up in the air. Well, I started doing that with Gary Mays. I invented that. Before we used to run back with the steel dragging on the ground and you get back there, turn it off, then they reach around, pick it up and go. So I started flicking it up in the air. Yep. And then all of a sudden when everyone goes, Jesus, these guys are picking up two or three seconds, they all started doing it. Yep. Um, so that's what we've done. Um, I thought I would have been better at doing that than Colin, which I thought I, I was at. But in saying that, Colin's probably the best I've ever seen at running up and collaring second on a doubles block. Like he does as, not. As in, because um, he's got, you got that, you obviously got that hole. He got that hole there, but he just doesn't make a mistake when he goes to collar. It, you know, very rarely he will make a mistake. He's he's probably one of the best I've seen at running up and collaring second in the doubles. He is the best. Because I can't get over looking at it, how quick is ran, that, that collaring process. It is just, she's just on full biscuit done. And as you said, to get that, yeah. like, so where's the one, we'll show where it doesn't, um, I'll bet that bloody... So that's what that's the one that's nearly a dead heat. Uh, you got to remember too, up in that Sydney show, the Cobar blocks, which means the eight-inch cardboard, and the concrete's inside the cardboard. Oh, I say bigger. So at Sydney show, what did you say? So eight inch. Eight inch, but instead of being in a steel pipe like West Australia, six inch and in a steel, yeah, steel pipe. So you collar on the edge, you can just lean the machine out. Yep. Collar on the edge of the cardboard, it's going to go straight to the side and jam up the side. Oh, okay. Right, so that's that's the difference. So you had to really get it in the guts. You had, no, I had to, you had to get it just inside. The, yeah, so this is right, myself so you're and off Colin. Here. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'll no, just, this is, mustn't be the one where he – because I know there's one where he goes into the hole first on the second one. Oh, yeah, that would no, be Mick Jenkins. So this is Colin on here. I'm up the other end. Um, so, right, I'm running back to Kerry now. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. So he, so that was a bit slow getting out there, was yeah, it? it was for a bit, Colin? Well, yeah. Don't forget, I was a bit quicker up to the block. Oh, this is no, nah, this is where he. I think so this old is where mate Mick, runs in. Yeah, yeah. He goes 
down. Oh, yeah, so he's hit the hole there, has so, he? So he's collared and, and ran down in the Collins hole, yes. Yeah, so then Collins going off at him yeah, here Collins, by the looks. Yeah, Collins going. Then Mick Jenkins is a really good driller. Um, and so we were slightly in front at this stage. Um, those machines were a little bit uneven that day. Um, but normally when you've got machines that are slightly uneven, when you've only got two of them running at the end, you know, if you've got all four, you can tell the difference. When there's only two, so he pretty well broke through at the same time, even though Mick made a mistake. Oh, so he so he got, he, 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 got, he got back in front there. We're, so we're back, we're back in behind now. So why was Colin, why did he go first when he wasn't with you? Did he? Uh, because he's, um, because he's probably a bit quicker than Mick Jenkins. Yep. And, and stronger, yes. And he could probably run back with the machine to the doubles because you've got to run back a fair way. So you've got to work out who's going to be better in what position. Yeah. Um, and, and Colin would like to go first because drilling off against me, if he can give Mick an advantage against me, well, they'll take that. And, and you were going second. Were you going first? No, you were first. going first so up. So I've, just, in, I've yeah. just broken through then and, um, and then run back to Kerry. So we've got the same advantage back again that we just lost. And Kerry collared straight away. Mick Jenkins, he's collared straight away as well. And yeah, now it's just a sprint to the end. And it's the closest ever to a dead heat ever. Colin and I in the singles at Rosemary one year, it was three one hundredths of a second. Yep. This year was two one hundredths. You can't even go like that with a stopwatch and stop them that were, far were they filming it to um were they filming this like to or were those purely a stopwatch that was timing no, two, it? two stopwatches per stand oh, okay so you had two people running two, yeah, two yep. people and then they split the, the time or three yep. might have been three up there so you you guys won that one or they we, we won that so we two one hundred two one hundredths of a second yep um so yeah so carrie and i won the australian titles uh where's this one? Oh, this is at rosebury is it yeah. Oh, okay, so what's this one? So that's the start. This is the grand final at Rosebury. So starting with a shorter. Yeah, with the pitches, the, the two-footer. Now, obviously, I didn't check that steel properly, and I kept boring. See how it was dry boring? Yep. So the steel must have had a rock in it. So I... Oh, right, so I, you, you I, pulled I, I, out early. I, I just, no, I bought into the tape. I just couldn't afford to stop. There's no, it was my fault for not checking the steel. I didn't obviously bang it on the ladder properly. Yep. Um, and then I thought, oh, I'm gone, but I just kept going, so... Is this you against Colin That's me against Colin, so I broke through in front of him. And I got the advantage. Once you get the advantage... Yeah. And so, yeah, it's... I'll say, so it was all about... Um, so you got your next steel... Um, say, is that a five-footer next to it? No, nah, yeah, that's a four-foot steel. Four-foot there. Oh, yeah, 1.2, yeah. And so it's all about... You know, you're putting the steel in the machine the fastest you can, picking up and collar. Some people will, as you said, you see what we do. We hit the block with the machine going full bore. Yep. There's oh, no, so she's on already. There's no it, 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 trying to, yeah, it's just, as it's coming down, it's going flat out. Yep. And that's how, that's how we trained. And even if I'm working underground, a lot of times, if I'm boring an air leg drive out, um, if I've got mesh down or, or I might have a ladder down or whatever like that, a lot of times um, I try to keep the machine running without turning it off. Yeah. You don't have to. It's just something that, that I did underground because I didn't want to turn it off. I wanted 
And it's, it's quite strange because while I was doing that, I was actually practicing for rock drill. Yeah. yeah. I was just about to say, do you yeah, sort of si- simulate the whole thing while you I was while trying to simulate it? the whole thing and I'd done that back Feel in the- like the crowd's watching yeah, you. Sort of <laughs> done that back in the early days at Rosebury that even when I was underground then, um, even in the rise, I tried to pull the machine out going. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the rises at Rosebury that I did back in those days were two metre by two metre or 2.4 by 2.4s. Yeah. And- I used to leave the machine going as much as I possibly could to try to try to simulate um, collaring. Yep. Yeah. So you're, I would say, as you said, you're at you're at work practicing every day. Yeah. In a, in well, a without way. without yeah. even realising. Yeah. 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 Um, watch this one. Actually, this one this one was good. Oh, that's so, the rising feet. Yeah. So what, what was going? So it was a there's still just a, a vertical block. Basically, a yeah. vertical block. Yeah. So. We went over there, and we don't use um, the stapers very often, you know, like Colin and I, um, a lot of other people use them. Um, so is that that similar to what they had on the Alimac g- yes. rigs? Yeah, yep. the stapers. <coughs> so we end up getting into the grand final. Um, as you can see, Colin stands back a little bit. I get right under it, and I don't care if I get absolutely filthy. As, as long as I'm in the right position to make it work for me. Yep. Um, yeah, and I was just lucky enough to get up and beat Colin in the grand final. I was just, I was just wrapped that we both got in there. So that was a, is that the same again? There was a two foot, then a four foot, or yeah, this one here is yeah. This is the two foot and the four foot, and and you had two blocks to drill out. Two blocks to drill out in the grand final, yeah. Yeah, and there's, um, yeah, it was it was a good event um, to win. Um, I've actually won it once before in Mount Isa, and. Um, because this is, um, is this the one where he, can't, he comes around and shakes yeah, and then goes, finishes it off? He does. He comes around. The machine's probably still boring, actually, yeah. <laughs> so where's... So Colin's still drilling on his... There's no, there's no tape on those steels. You had to drill basically up to the bridle. Yeah. Which is, you know, a different scenario again. And you're drilling, obviously, a vertical hole. And, um, yeah, it was good, good fun. And you see, I picked him up. Oh, he's just finished the steel change, so he hadn't started the machine. Oh, so he comes around. So he comes around and shake. And then he's like, yeah, he finishes. Finish the whole off, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. So those, I guess the, the singles, yeah. um, or the singles and the doubles, or we, we could start because we've got the video of the doubles. Yeah. Um, what, what are the little intricacies, I guess, to give you that competitive edge that you really like? Uh, but I'm sure there's shit loads. <laughs> yep. But what were your, I guess, your big ticket items to make sure you had that bit of an advantage over the um, other team or well, the other individual? Well, the main thing for me was uh, pace off the mark. And if you see a lot of times, you know, it's just, a lot of us are guilty of it, uh, we're half a step in front of the gun. But not only that, there's no good being that super quick. You've got you've to set your machine up properly. Now, that's probably the most important thing. You set that machine up in a way that it's not going to roll on you. When you pick it up, the hoses aren't going to get caught. When you start running with it, the hoses aren't going to drag over the ladder. So then when you go to put the air leg down, you go, oh, where am I going to put it? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so you've got to set it up perfect. So I suppose over the years, we've we've all sort of sat down, practiced and worked it out um, where everything's got to go. And we set it up exactly the same every time. Put the pitcher steel in the same spot. So when we run out to grab the pitcher steel, we don't just run out and grab it um, because you've got the hexagon shape on the steel. I make sure, Colin's the same, I make sure that I grab the two-footer. <coughs> so um, the top part of the steel, um, the shank part of it is um, in my hand 
or the knobby, knobby part of whatever you want to call it, the bridle foot's over. So my hand, so sitting in there, and my thumb on my right hand grabs that steel on the top. If you grab it like that, you will be turning it like this. So I grab it with my thumb on top, so on the flat bit. So when I turn it round, it's already lined up with the hole. So yeah. with the with the chuck of the machine, I make sure the flat bit's up the top, you know, so it's not turned sideways. So when you go to put it in, you turn it round, it should be lined up perfect. Yeah. Sometimes you'll hit and bang it off and then you'll go again. You might even hit it two or three times. But yeah, majority of the time you go bang straight in. So if you can get the steel straight in, right, chances are you're gonna pick up a second. Yep. Now you mightn't think a second's a lot, but second is a lot in rock drilling. Well, when it's down to three yeah. one hundredths yes. in some races. And yeah. then when you go up the collar, you pick it up and collar. I'll try to get up there as fast as I can. So we just bang it on the ladder and you're coming down and you're hitting your block. So always try to collar in the middle obviously unless you've got the doubles and i try to hit the block with it going flat out and then the main thing after that is i keep my weight on it because as soon as you let that machine bounce once or twice or three times you're going to lose like a half a second every time so if you lost a second on the pick on the steel going in the machine and the machine's bounced three times on the collar chances are you're two and a half seconds behind before you start and not many people sort of think about all that but because we wanted to be professional at it, and Colin will tell you the same thing too, we had to make sure we got that part of it right. With with the collar, yep. to get that, because she ain't a light machine. No, it's not light, no. <laughs> it's not light at all, and I'm sure it doesn't it doesn't get any lighter the longer you no, use it. No. Um, that hand-eye, uh, that process, as we've seen in the video, of just, as you said, she's on full knacker, mm-hmm. and you, you're aiming for a bloody... something that big to try and get it pretty close to the bloody middle how much i guess time and practice did that take to get that pretty bang on Um, a lot of time because back in the early days you put the machine on the block and then you hold it and collar and i and i always thought to myself jesus you know we've got to be a quicker way than that so that's when you started going full full noise on it And, and colin was the same um and a lot of other guys followed suit because they realised they had to do this, otherwise they weren't going to be competitive. And the hand-eye coordination is really important because as you're coming down, as I said, you can hit it on the side, on the top or on the bottom. Once you do that, she's gone. you're gone. Yeah. So it's very, very important. I'm not saying we're perfect at it all the time, but we practice it to try to get it like that. Yep, yep. And now, <coughs> could you, do you reckon you could, how, how long since you've done your last one? Last rock drill. Um, my last rock drill um, was the, a couple of, bit over a couple of years ago now. So we done Coolgardie. Um, uh, I, I won Coolgardie. And then we come back over here to the Victorian Championships up near Bendigo and at Heathcote. And I was lucky enough to win that one up there. So that was my 18th Victorian singles titles. Yep. And since then, I think Rosebery had a rock drill. I, I couldn't make it because because of my knee and whatever and COVID, whatever it was. And then I think that's it. There's been, I think Western Australia might have had one, but they're sort of nearly fallen by the wayside since the COVID and all that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you think after a couple of years you'd you'd be able to rock up and fall straight back into it? Um, Do you lose your touch with the rock drill at all? Do you think? <coughs> I don't think. I'm well, you'd be still practicing at work. I'd be still practicing <laughs> at work. But the only thing is, I said now I've got an artificial knee. That was just really unfortunate how I end, end up getting that. But if I can get that loosened up a little bit, I thought to myself, yeah, I'll have a crack if it goes yeah. on again. Yeah. 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 Is there, is there, was there many guys coming through that you're going to pass the baton on to, you'd say? That- oh, look, um, 
there's a there's a lot of good young guys coming through, but as I said, all of a sudden it's fallen off, it, it's stopped. Yeah. So there's there's no one to pass it on to now. Um, probably apart from um, the A1 mine, and even then they've got no young guys coming through there. Then you've got Western Australia with air leggers. There's really no other mines in Australia that do a great deal of air legging. And a lot of the guys that are working on the mine sites, even when I was in Western Australia four years ago, good young kids, you know, lovely guys, they just didn't quite have it as a top-class miner. They could get by, but it's not their fault. It was the way they was taught. You know, just just real little things. You know, I might be nitpicking, but just real little things. And I and if they went into a rock drill competition, they probably wouldn't do any good because it's, it's completely different again. You, When that gun goes off, you really haven't got time to think. That's why we practised because we had to get it down pat because all of a sudden, you know, like years ago, the times were, you know, like all depends on the on the hardness of the block, 52 seconds, and all of a sudden it started coming right down. Now, when you go to a place like, I think I'm the only person in Australia that's ever drilled under 30 seconds. I've drilled 27 at Cobar one year and 27 at Rosemary with a steel change. So if you take into consideration that it's going to take you anywhere from five to six seconds, like a good guy, five seconds to pick up and collar, the steel change five seconds, right? So that's 10 seconds out of the equation of a 27 second drill that leaves you seven, 17 seconds of actually drilling. So you haven't actually got time to think. You're not standing there. If you're boring really hard concrete, you're standing there waiting, 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 getting the tape. Mm. You know, um, you've got time to think. But when it's soft and you're going flat out, you haven't got time to think. So your hands and whatever you're thinking have got to keep up with your brain. As soon as they get out of sync, you're all over the shop. Yeah, and yeah. if you watch some of the rock drill videos, you think, my God, haven't they done it hard? You know what I mean? Like the machine's upside down, it's twisted, they've missed their collar, they've done this. You know, we've all been there and done that, but we, we had to practice it to get it right. And I suppose, um, as I said, in the mining game, when I was underground, I was practicing trying to collar while I was at work. You know, you pull out, if you're boring a cut, for instance, you, you need another hold like six inches away. While the machine's going, you're trying to collar with a two metre steel. If you can collar with a two-metre steel going flat out, you can collar with a, a two-foot steel in the rock yep. drilling. Yeah. And, and that's what it all boils down to. So basically, speed, strength's got a bit to do with it, but your hand-eye coordination, huge. Hand-eye coordination is huge. Yeah. And, and you've, got to get it, um, in the, you've got to get everything in the right order. You know, um, you see some people, right, you're boring with a machine air leg. So as soon as they get in the tape, they take they this, this. Then they go both hands and lift the bridle up. Then this hand's got to come back to the handle. Then this hand's got to go to the steel. So they're doing an extra movement. So for us, I go bang, bridle with one hand. So we, they all used to do it with two hands. So I've gone one hand on the side, not like this, one hand on the side. So your thumb's on the top of the, the bridle, <coughs> excuse me, and you pull up like that, and then they grab the steel and you're out and you're gone. Yep. Then the next thing is when you go back, is the steel chains, you know. Um, I know um, sometimes I've had the steel chains down to four seconds and Colin has as well, you know, and Steve Thomas, another one that's really good on the steel chains. There's not much difference between us guy when it comes to stuff like that and whoever makes the smallest mistake. But it's the intricate parts of things. When you take that machine back, for instance, when you hit that 
back run, that machine bounces like this a little bit. So as soon as you hit it, as it bounces, you've got to grab the handle. So you don't have the machine like that. You want to, as it bounces, you want to be, grab that handle so it's already aiming down. So when you grab that steel, your machine's not like this, and then you've got to tip it down. So you've got to try that. So they're going to pick up half a second for a start. So over the years, we've all tried to pick up this little a quarter of a second, half a second, three quarters of a second, mm -hmm. and those real little things that you would never, ever think about can help you do that. Because I suppose as since you were doing doubles with Colin, yep. even though you're competing in singles, you would have been sharing all these little tricks with each other, were you? Um, or were they like your own little tricks? Because did you want to not share too much because you still wanted to win the singles? How did that all oh, work? Oh, no, look, anything that I could share with Colin, you know, or vice versa, we always done they that. They were, yeah. But, but in saying that too, um, we would share those secrets with other guys. Yeah. Um, if you asked a lot of the other guys, you know, um, We'd all go around and, you know, give them a hand to set up and say, look, your hoses are in the wrong spot. You need to have them like this, especially, you know, the guys who only had three or four drills or something like that. Um, when you do the steel change, you need to do this. You need to put your pitcher steel here because when you go to, you know, you need to do this, you know, um, just all those real little things that might make them pick up a second. Yeah. You know, so I didn't care about sharing anything because um, I thought it was helping everyone in general. Um and even if you share, you know, even if I shared something with Colin, you know, that gave me the advantage. The thing is, so we've still got to implement it. And if you if it's not done on the day, as I said, you can you can lose a second. Don't don't worry. I've, Mar, Marvel Lock is a classic example. I went down there one year. Anyway, I actually bumped it. I used to drill on the, sorry, get back to Rosemary in the early days, they used to use Puma machines. So the hoses come out of the right-hand side. So I used to drill on this side of the machine, the same side Colin drills on now. As soon as we started using Panthers underground, I moved over to the other side underground because I didn't like all the hoses catching your shirt and everything. So I moved over to the other side. So I had to do the same in the rock drilling. So one year at Marvel Lock, I was drilling off against Ronnie Carr in the grand final. Anyway, I've raced up. And as I've gone to plonk the air leg down on the run, the collar, I've bumped the air leg handle on my chest because it normally hangs down. Bump, oh, they had fixed um, saddles that, day, that year. That's right, so you couldn't swing them underneath. <coughs> so I've bumped it and it shot the machine straight up over the stand and it's fell down to the side with, um, with, with both um, stages of the air leg pushed right out. Yeah. By the time I turned the air leg off and pulled it back, Ronnie Carr's nearly into the tape. And I was going for all money. Yeah. Anyway, and I thought, geez, I've just got to go hard. Anyway, I just went as hard as I possibly could. I didn't, didn't balk on nothing. I just went as hard as I could. And I remember I got on the second stand and I was still going hard and I knew that I was catching Ronnie. And all of a sudden, halfway through the five-footer, he's boring away like this, waving to the crowd. And they're all clapping and cheering because they thought he'd won. I knocked him off. Oh, really? <laughs> I knocked really? him off, and I anyway, and he just <laughs> looked at me like that. I went, "Yes." <laughs> so, my, my motto is, and Colin will tell you the same, and most rock drillers will: don't give up. Yeah. If you make a mistake, you've got to go harder. And the best thing about, say, Colin and myself and Tomo, and say you guys like that, Peter Castles, or, or mainly all the good rock drillers in general, if we make a mistake we can actually recover. Whereas a lot of other guys make a mistake, they can't. Yep. It's, it's quite hard to explain. You think you pick up collar, bore, do the steel chains, this, that, whatever, whatever. You wouldn't think you can't go any faster than fast if you've got a down pat. 
But when you're behind, you'd be surprised what you can do. You can start dropping a couple of little you things. You have yeah. to chase, I mean, hard. And yeah. I mean, but you've got to chase hard, but don't go that hard that you make more mistakes. Yep. That's the secret. Yeah. And that's what's held, I suppose, Colin and myself in really good stead over yeah. the years and a lot of other guys that have won rock drill comps. They will all tell you, he who makes the first mistake, chances are his lot. He's going to lose. How good's that? Except against Ronnie Carr, of course. <laughs> Sorry, Ronnie. Yeah, that was that was probably the best come from behind victory that I've ever had because I was really gone for all money. Yeah. Gone. There you go, mate. This is this has been unreal. Oh God, everyone, there's a lot of people waiting for this. Mm. Uh, is any other sort of legendary rock drill stories you you've left out? I think. Uh, I guess what can you what what was that Ronnie Carvine probably your best victory? Um, nah, look, it's not my best victory. That's probably the best come from behind. Um, my best, look, all the victories I've had with Colin over the years, you know, singles. Even if I come second to Colin, the doubles, the no pushes, you know, like. The no, I, I like drilling in the in the no pushes with Colin. Like we know that we're the best in Australia at it. We have been over the years. Don't worry, we get beaten. We make mistakes as well. But um, it's just when you're drilling the doubles is different because I pick the machine up, I collar, I run back to Colin, and he picks up, he collars. The no pusher, you've got to be in sync because we're both there at the same time, and we've been really, really good at it. And Colin had a machine in his backyard and a rock drill stand as well, from and he used to practice. What full compressor? And no, no, just it? just the steel change and the pickup on the collar. Oh, so you spin right. the block. Oh, yeah. So don't worry, he, he was right under it as well. <laughs> um, but I suppose my best victories over the year is would be um, get away from all the stuff that I've done with Colin, which is unbelievable. To win the Sydney show doubles with my brother, which was the Australian titles. Um, to be have a family thing was unbelievable because not not many people get a chance to do that. Probably uh, the Gilman brothers and stuff like that, you know, because there's so many of them, you know, the brother relationship all rock drilling. Um, to do that and then install here years ago, I think my second eldest daughter Marina, she come down and she was only about 18 and the Jack and Jill was on. And anyway, I said, you want to have a crack? She had a crack and I just couldn't believe it. She was a goer. Yeah. And I don't know whether we got second or one. We got in the grand final, anyway, I can't remember now. And that was just great. Oh, like, you couldn't beat that. You could couldn't you? beat that. That was yeah. just great. And then to top it off a fair few years later, um, Dave, who you used to chuck rock bolts for, my son, um, he come down. Um, I know he might have already actually been working here. That's right. I think he was working here for... Uh, pie bar up at the mine up here. Anyway, he did, and the rock drill was on, so he decided to have a go. And I, Colin never came over that year, and I said, you want to have a go on the doubles? And he's probably only ever picked the machine up once or twice in his life anyway, and I just showed him what to do, and he had a go on the singles, and then the doubles come up, so we had a crack at that. Anyway, we won the Victorian Rock Drill and Championship doubles. Yeah, nice. Together. Yeah, and, you know, and things like that you just don't forget. Yeah. You, you know, even though all the victories I've had with Colin – those three there with with my brother and my two kids was quite special. And then on top of that, um, I remember one of my grandson, my grandson was saying, oh, Pop, um, I hope rock drilling's still on when, um, um, when I get a bit older because I wouldn't mind having to go into doubles with you. So that was Memphis, my me, me grandson, Memphis Grady. 
anyway, um, that was quite that was quite special. But obviously, that's never going to eventuate now. But to win with your family, that's a different kettle of fish altogether. Yeah. No, you know, different kettle of fish altogether. Unbelievable yep. that is. That's awesome, mate. Yeah. Thanks so much for. Um, uh, I guess reliving it all for you. I'm sure oh, it wasn't look, much of a burden because I'm sure it's. Uh, I'm sure it's probably good to sit down and actually. Oh, look, there's, put there's, it all out in one yeah. go because it's uh, so many memories. It probably only scratched the surface, but. Oh, um, look, there is. Just before we go, I, I, there's a few little. Um, you want to talk about a few funny things at the end? Well, I was just going to say we'll get, we'll finish this end now. We've got some a couple of funny stories, but they'll be on the Patreon episodes. Oh, right? Right I'm right trying up. to suck them in I, here, I, but I, I, I'll, I'll just I'll just tell you about not a funny one, but this one here in Mount Isa. We went up Mount Isa one year. Anyway, to, to Rock Drill. Anyway, um, Steve Thomas was disqualified because he just shook his head a little bit because his glasses fell sideways. So they gave him a trophy and a T-shirt at the end of the day for something else anyway, and he threw them in the bin. Two hours later, we've seen uh, one of the Indigenous people walking down the main street of Kalgoorlie holding a trophy wearing this man ice T-shirt, <laughs> going like this. But while we was there, as I said, they had the rising feed and all that, and the wind was blowing hard this way, and I was against Abby Kerwin, and uh, I was on these two stands, and I said to him, the wind's blowing over, I'm going to get all this water. Can I change me glasses after I break through the first stand. And they've gone, no. And I went, for a safety reason, when you, this was the first drill of the day, right, don't forget, then all the other finals. So I was in every final. Yeah. And the best overall driller, which is a novelty prize, um, was a trip to two to Hawaii. That was just an added prize anyway. And I thought, oh, I mean, with a chance with this. Anyway, so they said, no, you can't change your glasses. And they said, but you can have a bucket of water there to take them off and wash them and then put them back on. I went, that's going to take about 15 seconds. I said, how far is Abby going to be in front after that? Anyway, and they've gone, well, that's just a white test. I went, are you for real? And I've gone, yep, because Abby, obviously, lovely guy. He was um, a local man. I was a boy. So righto then. I said, Abby, come here for a sec. He's walked over. I said, congratulations, mate. I said, what on? We haven't even drilled. I said, no, no, you won. I'm, I'm happy for a second. And they've all gone, you can't do that. And I went, I'm drilling in the doubles grand final, the no pusher, the singles and the four-man teams. I said, yes, I can. If I cut my finger or, or break a finger while I'm doing this, because you can quite easy, um, I said, I won't be able to drill in all the other events. Anyway, I won all the others. They were ropeable. And I mean ropeable. Oh, so he got the Hawaii trip? No. I got the wine trip because I had four victories in a second. So I oh, had it wasn't most, the most. No, yeah, it wasn't yeah. for that. It was the best oh. overall driller on the day. Yeah. So I, I won all that. Yeah. They should have just let you change your glasses. But I could take them off and wash them in a bucket of water, but I weren't allowed to put a new pair on. Yeah, right. So you still got to take the dirty ones off anyway. Yeah. I went, oh. <laughs> that, that, that was just a man. That's a manizer thing. Yeah. <laughs> manizer was a really good rock drill, but they didn't like anyone outside of Queensland winning their drills. Yeah, right. Yeah. Did you, did you have to heard those North Queenslanders are pretty wild. They, did you have to watch yourself at the pub the night before? They would have been. Oh, look, um, don't worry. Um, I think when we first went up there in, <coughs> excuse me, 1981, um, we did have to watch ourselves. I think the boys from West Australia come over. I think Glenn Burns and Terry was one of those. And we went to the Man Eyes Club and they had a buck and bull there. Anyway, and Burns here, Glenn's a Rodeo rider, and he's really good at it. Anyway, and I thought, I'll have a crack at this buck and bull. Anyway, and I've, I've got on the buck and bull. Anyway, Burns is gone. you just got to hold on with your legs. Make sure you hold the horn and pull it in tight. And this part of your legs, he said, clamp them on. 
Anyway, and held onto that thing and it was going full ball. Anyway, I never got bucked off and I thought, this is not too bad at all. But it wore the skin off inside of my legs, like two, <laughs> two patches like this round. Anyway, and I thought, Jesus Christ, that's sore. And I got back to the camps, you know, they put us in the single men's quarters, taking the jeans off, climbed into bed and it was friggin' freezing. So I've laid in the fetal position like all night because it was that bloody cold up there. Next morning when I went to move, my legs were stuck together. So what's going on here? And I had to actually, oh no. The two wounds bonded overnight. Oh, no. And I had to pull them apart, and the blood's pissing down my legs. I've gone, oh, shit. So I had to bandage myself up to go to finish off that day of rock drilling, but yeah. all because I wanted to be a show off on the bucking bull. <laughs> the competitive thing got to uh, bit you in the butt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, there you go, mate. Well, thank you very no much for that. Bloody, I really appreciate that. It's just bloody awesome. And now, so we've got a few bloody rough stories. We've got a few rough they're, stories. They're yeah. hidden in the Podbean patron program everyone so sign up if you want access yeah so. and and before we go um if i heard anyone's feelings on the couple of the stories <laughs> stiff shit <laughs> yeah that's a disclaimer oh this is creepy matt if you want to hear those rough stories head over to the podbean patron app Links everywhere. Links in the show notes. Download the Podbean app. Click the red button after you follow Life of Mine. And you will get the bloody rough pub yarns and fuckloads of others. They're brilliant. Righto. Hooroo, everyone. Thank you for all your support as per usual. Cheers.